0: How you doing? Welcome back. We're here for another episode. This is eight, eight and a half, really. We're we're back on our point five shits. You know, point five shit. We're back. We're right back on it. So we're chilling in the basement it's Sunday morning today. It's just you know four guys this time in a basement on a Sunday. Shout out producer,
1: plus, plus one as the three guys in the basement. We are four now. Yeah,
0: we have. All right, and and if you couldn't tell, that was Scaff right there, Kyle Scaffarello. What a guy he is. Joe Balzano sucks ass. Good looks. <laughs> All right, so we're doing uh we're doing some fun today. We're gonna go with some voicemails from uh some some people that sent voicemails in.
1: Yeah, so we had people that wanted to, you know converse with us, see what we think about their questions. So today's just gonna be entirely voicemails, mail time. Let's get right into it. Here we go. If you listen,
2: my name's Tom. I'm a Yankees fan, so you know we're gonna talk about the Yankees. Um. I just want to talk about the Yankees' infield right now. They got, uh, they almost have too many infielders. And I know with the Yankees, everyone talks about, you know, the DeGrom moves and stuff. But I want to talk about what do we do with Drury?
3: What do we do with Neil Walker? Um, what do we do with Greg Bird? What do we do with Andujar? What do we do with Torres? Obviously, I think Torres and Andujar are we got to keep. But I just wanted to see what you guys thought.
1: All right. First, great song. Well Second, said. um... What do you guys so the question was, you know, what do the Yankees do with their packed infield? The Yankees in fact
2: have a pocket full of sunshine yeah. in their yeah, infield. They do.
0: In that infield uh, yeah. They're
1: best suited for this.
2: Like they if anyone could like labor Torres went down, right? If any team is capable of handling that, it's the New York Yankees. To do with their infield They have so many prospects. They're not going to deal Glaber. I think we're past that point because they're not going after uh, DeGrom or anyone of that caliber anymore, it seems like. I know they've been talking about— I don't know. I disagree. I don't know. I mean, they're talking to J.A. Happ, who's not that level. They've been talking about Zach Wheeler, too, who's not even close to that level. And trust me, I can know firsthand. So if they go after somebody like that, then I don't think they're going to deal Glaber even in a Machado trade, they're not going to deal Glaber. So that that shifts gears to Andujar, who is a proven major league caliber player already, a very good player. And then you have somebody like Brandon Drury, who's only 25 years old, who seems like, you know, he's kind of a journeyman already, but he's a good, solid player. So... And Neil, and Neil Walker. Exactly. Well, Neil, and Greg and, Bird. And, right. And these guys that maybe not uh, could start for the Yankees are capable starters on any other team. And no one's going to trade big things for Neil Walker, or maybe even Greg Bird, even though he's still young. But... If anyone is suited to handle, like the Yankees have clearly the best farm system. Like just talking to it, we know all of the Yankees' prospects, and that's a good thing. So even though the infield is crowded right now, the trade deadline's coming up, and I don't expect that to continue.
0: Um, well, I think that, like you said, the Yankees are perfectly positioned right now to do whatever they want. They have all the cards in their, you know, the, the ball's in their court. They can do pretty much anything, and I think it starts with. Getting rid of either Walker, Drury, or I Bird. don't, yeah, Bird. Bird. I don't think they want to get rid of Torres or Andujar because they see that in five years these guys could be just as good as anyone. Do you
2: think that to get Machado it would take Andujar though?
0: But I don't think they. I think the Yankees know that in the off season they can get Machado.
1: Yeah, it's a bad, like it's a bad move if they do that. Yeah, I, I don't but think. Yeah, I, agree. I think that the my my take with this question, Greg Bird has got to go. It's time to move him, right? I mean, they—he's had two foot injuries that's kept him out one half of a year and basically the entirety of last year. He's hitting like one ninety with six home runs. I—I I mean, I listen. I got him on my fantasy team. It's a train wreck, and they have too good of players to have this guy bat under two hundred for the rest of the year just because the Yankees fans like him. Also, you know?
0: but the, the only problem with that is what is the return value for him? You know, because. Obviously, like you just said, his value is definitely depleted. He doesn't have
1: either. Either the Yankees go after a first baseman, or they don't. And Neil Walker plays first, or Drury plays first.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, I can see that. But maybe, and then I guess Greg Bird could help them get a uh, you know a good player. Or just
1: send Greg Bird down and trade him when you like next year. Yeah, because Greg right. Bird's younger than Drury. It's not like he's a lost cause yeah. yet. Right.
0: Well, yeah, but that that also goes into the point of he's not a lost cause. So why sell out on him so soon? You can always keep him, let him figure his shit out. Hopefully, he can stay healthy for a year and actually have a, you know, put together a season that people thought he could. It's the Yankees are in such a good spot right now. It's painful. Yeah, it sure is. Because they can pretty much do anything, they have everything at their disposal. They have a log jam of outfielders, a log jam of infielders, a loaded farm system, and they have guys who are hurt that are waiting to come back and play well i mean the most obvious one is gary sanchez who has been abysmal this year but you know all it takes is one month for him to hit 15 home runs in september yeah, yeah. i yeah. think it, when when it matters most i think like, it's he's gonna do to that. say
2: that even though this yankees infield would be probably even best suited not doing anything because personally i don't think they should trade for machado because they can get him in the offseason as we said as i said last week plus their infield is plenty good enough right now so they don't need a Manny Machado. I, I I just don't think they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, they... But the thing is, you can have a Manny Machado. So if you have that chance, it's pretty much like what we got with... Where we were talking about Harper last week, where... If you have that chance to get him, and you're in the running for him, you, you who says no? You know, if, you, if Manny Machado's like, I want to play for the Yankees, the Yankees are going to do a lot within their power to go out and make sure that happens whether it be moving around guys from infield to outfield and, and figuring out what has to work, the Yankees are going to do what they can to get that superstar because that's just who the Yankees are. They don't care about the fit. They care about how are we going to have put together the best team. Yeah, And Manny Machado gives them a better team, I think.
2: Yeah, it's safe to say that no matter what's going to happen, the Yankees may not look at all the same in about two weeks.
0: Yeah, the trade deadline is going to be huge. And now the Red Sox are putting pressure on them. The Red Sox are giving them a run for their money. Everyone thought, oh, the Red Sox aren't really complete yet. They're kind of like, we don't know how they're going to do in the playoffs. And this year, all they've done is win. And all they've done is dominate.
2: Isn't it so funny how as soon as, like, I don't even know if the Red Sox are really interested in Manny Machado, but as soon as the Yankees start to talk to Manny Machado, the Red Sox throw in their hat too.
0: You think... Now, here's a little conspiracy theory because we've, we've seen this before. The Yankees and the Red Sox love making each other pay more. That's why the Red Sox made an offer to Mariano Rivera one time just when he was a free agent. They were like... And A-Rod. Yeah, they were going to go after him and then the Yankees were like, whoa, whoa, slow Man, down. They These almost a We
2: saw the 30 for 30. They almost had Arod. Yeah,
0: exactly. And putting that pressure on the Yankees, if, for the Red Sox, you're thinking, well, we don't really want him. But if we put a little bit more pressure on the Yankees, maybe they give up Clint Frazier or on Duhar. I don't think they'll get rid of Glaber because I think you have to be an idiot not to see how talented he is. So getting rid of him for Machado is like getting rid of Machado for Machado. It makes no sense. So I I just think that that log jam in the infield is, you know.
2: We're at the point where Glaber Torres is a fucking
1: god.
0: Phenomenon. Yeah, he's a phenomenon. He's awesome. All right, we're going to move on to the next, uh, next question.
1: All right, Twitter question. Send it to us. Here we go. I don't know if you answered this question already, but I was wondering what your take on big-name stars not participating in the Home Run Derby, and if this trend of big-name stars holding out in the future continues. Also, how will the MLB attract more big-name players to participate and keep the entertainment alive during the All-Star break for years to come?
0: So just going off of that first question, um, I hate the Home Run Derby this year. I think Yeah, it's a trash take, bro. No. I love it. Listen to me. When you don't have guys like Giancarlo and Judge, I get you have Harper, but you need the big names. It's like the dunk contest. They you can't have guys who are marginal players like Max Muncie. I'm sorry, like you might have 25 home runs or whatever he has. I want to see guys who can hit the fucking shit out of the ball, drive it 500 feet. I want to see like I want to see that Barry Bonds type player where or Josh Hamilton where they hit, you know, home run after home run after home run, and it's not like well, I don't know who this guy is.
1: You know I mean, what I mean? I don't know. I don't really. I don't know. Why did they even let Muncie play? Like, <laughs> why did they even let him hit? I don't understand that at all.
0: Well, they should do it where you can. If you're an all star, the, that's the only
2: way you can play.
0: Yeah, and, I don't. I don't
1: like non all star all stars hitting in the homer derby because now, the, now they're like sneaking their way in. If yeah, he's like, not all star. He here. should be
2: an all star. He's having a crazy year. Yeah, but he didn't he get it. He didn't in, so win so the final vote
0: though. Like, I, Agu- I, like Aguilar, better Aguilar's MVP conversation. I'm very excited to see him hit in the home run derby him and Harper in that first round they're the first bracket is going to be awesome that is and then Baez I like I'm fine with that I'm Schwarber I'm even fine with Schwarber but it's when you get those lower level names Freddie Freeman right yeah well no no I like (laughs) I I like Freddie I and that's another good one but so who's left dude (laughs) let's Max Muncy I don't like and there's a Hoskins, few more. I, you don't like Hoskins? Yeah,
1: like, Reese Hoskins, like, Reese come Hoskins on. Reese Hoskins literally hits pissing so okay. He murders baseballs.
0: I w- Would you rather see Mike Trout? I would no, rather see Mike Trout. I don't know. I not. Mike Trout. You I, wouldn't, go-
2: like, I think Hoskins hits a ball further than Trout. If that's what you're trying so to look
1: for, then Trout, I don't know. Trout, don't Trout is Mr. Consistent, but Bryce Harper is Mr. Exciting. Reese Hoskins, exciting. Mike Trout might not even say Javi a Javi Baez is a movie. fucking electric factory. He like, is, he is the... He is... Like, electricity is made... In Javi Baez's body, he he is he like that's the guy that you want in the derby. But going towards, the – I get what you're saying though. Like Max having Max Muncy sucks. So like, what do we do in the future? My my fix. You know, what, you ever play uh, not MLB the show, but MVP like yeah. 0-4? You could play a home run derby with like targets in the field. I don't know if you guys ever did that. So uh, oh like yeah, targets. There was like the tractors and ramps. And shit. Yeah, oh tractors. yeah, tractors. I don't know. Move the little kids, like I've said many, many times. Let's just hit objects. Hit objects.
0: That's. I mean, if you don't want to watch that, like a demolition derby slash home yeah. run derby would be amazing.
1: Trash can in right center field. If you make it in, that bitch. If you make it ball. in, four points. Just let's Easy. do a point system. Home Easy. run. Yeah, like. Or and not even that. I I think we should do things like a bunt contest. In Japan, they do a bunt contest. That's sick. I fucking love yeah. that. pitcher, I mean, I, pitcher just derby? add to the I, I, I Pitcher Derby? No, I think Pitcher Derby's a trash game. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pitcher trash Pitcher Derby tank. would be
0: fun, but you have to limit the amount of outs because I don't want to see a pitcher go up there and hit no Yeah, okay, runs. that's fair.
2: But, Listen, the, the big thing that... And we're going to talk about the All-Star game, Altogether, All-Star weekend in, in a little bit, like next week or middle of the week. But the All-Star game now, compared to what it was before, Rob Manfred ruined it again. It's fucking Rob Manfred. Because now the All-Star game... Doesn't count for home field advantage like it used to, yeah, and that, yeah, that's a little annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Like to you. I know that's a new rule. I think that came out in like 02 or 03, something like that. But that was a great rule. The difference between every other professional sport and Major League Baseball is the All Star Game mattered, and now it doesn't. And now you lose that interest because if you lose the interest in the All Star Game, the Home Run Derby follows right after that.
0: I completely agree, but at the same time, do you really want an All Star Game deciding where Game Seven of the World Series is played? And the funny thing is, two years ago, Indians Cubs in the World Series, the Indians Corey Kluber won the All Star game for the AL. He got the win. Indians got home field, ended up losing four or three games at home. So
1: does that prove that home field didn't even matter? But they yeah, but like just like last year in the playoffs when the Yankees didn't even lose a game at home the entire playoffs, then that comes in big. Like because the only reason they lost against the Astros is because they had one less game at home, right? And they had Game
2: Seven at home. So that was huge. Even though I lost, like that you can't or argue that yeah. like you'd rather have game yeah. 7 at yeah. home.
1: Yeah. Rajai Davis with a game-tying home run. Pandemonium. Pandemonium right. doesn't happen without the All-Star. Can
0: we please stop talking about it? <laughs> I You're kidding about right. PTSD. There's the second there's a the second question that we got. It's about shortening the regular season. So I'll read it. I'll
1: read yeah, it. Yeah, all right. Would it be smart to, for the league to lower 162 game season back to 154 and add more games to the wildcard game and make it a series?
0: I love that. I love 154 games in a three-game set in the place uh, in the playoffs for the wild card teams, because it it shortens the season a, a minimal amount, where you're not going to lose a ton of like a, a ton of numbers and like you're not going to stats aren't going to like be way down. You know what's what is it, eight games like that's not terrible. And usually by the end of the year we know who the wild card are. Like we we it's kind of figuring itself out and adding to that race and making it like all right you have a series now you have three games you're gonna play three games back to back to back and let's see what you guys got i like that more because it it's, takes away that fluky one win idea where the cardinals beat the braves on a fucking pop-up and go to the world series that year like it, it kind of gives you more substance than just you get a game winner wins and the loser goes home and fuck you
1: yeah, I'm so torn about this cuz one, I think that players should just suck it up and play 162. At the same exact time, simultaneously, there are too many injuries in baseball. And then also at the same time, I love the excitement of the one-game wild card game. Simultaneously, I think a three-game series would be great and would decide the true winner. But then again, on the other hand, it's like what if you just had 162 with the three game with the three-game series for the wild card? And then at that same time, then you have to Think now the wild card is a playoff series. We consider that the playoffs. And how many play? So if you are in the wild card game, then you have to play three extra or two extra or yeah, three extra games than your competitors. So now not easy, not only is your ace pitched already, your are two and three guys pitched already. So your four guys gonna go up against the number one guy for the playoff team that's already in there. Well, not necessarily so though. That but that could severely severely hinder the wild card team if you went for three.
0: But that that should be... You should be punished. You didn't win your division. like.
1: But think about the Red Sox and the Yankees. Should the Yankees be punished for, you know, being, like, 700 winning percentage?
0: Sorry that you're not better than the Red Sox. Beat the Red <laughs> I Sox. I don't know. Like, True. it
2: seems like as we, as we keep expanding the playoffs, we're going to go to fucking basketball where a team under 500 makes the playoffs. And that, that, pisses, that pisses me off. I know we're not expanding the teams, but we're expanding... If we're shorting the regular season, expanding the wild card, then... How far away are we just expanding the playoffs to two more teams so we get that, quote, excitement
1: out of the playoffs again? I I don't think... That makes it less exciting, though. Having more teams makes it... I agree. There's just so much to watch.
0: But I also think that baseball is so unlike basketball. Two teams made the playoffs until, like, 1960. Loved it. Where it was... AL winner versus NL winner. Um, there were years where the Indians won 115 games and the Yankees won 118, and the Yankees went to the World Series and the Indians didn't. And that's why the Indians didn't win a World Series after 19 fucking 48.
1: Yeah, dude, that's why.
0: I mean, you totally. also blow a three-one lead. You also yeah. blow a ninth inning against the Marlins in '97. You know, I mean, there's a lot of factors. There's a or lot. Mark goes
1: of- to bed and cries about '97 when he wasn't alive.
0: And and '95, the '97 90- and '95, both yeah. years the Yankees didn't. Make the World Series? The Indians did. It's like, fuck you, dude. I hate
2: everything about the Yankees.
1: 95 World Series makes Mark But listen, uh, if we're going to go
2: back eight games, then that means players are going to have to take a tiny amount of salary cuts. And I don't think that's something that they want to do. You know, they can cry that they want eight less games so they can have eight more off days during the season. But now we're looking at $400 million contracts with Manny and Bryce. They're not getting that if you have eight less games. It's just not happening.
0: But... The thing is, I think there's it's it's a trade-off. You they understand if you're if you have guys clamoring for less games, they understand that we're not going to make the same amount of pay and honestly, 8 games is not going to really it's like dramatically change Yeah, the it's not like you're going from minimal. 162 to 100 and you're like you guys are not playing nearly the same amount of games. And the thing is, I think you'll still one thing that I was always worried about was I love seeing 100 win teams. Yeah, so me too. Because I love seeing a dominant team, I thought, well, if we shorten the regular season, how many dominant teams are there going to be? Like, are we going to see a team get 105 wins? I still think you can. It's like, yeah, a
1: little bit of a history thing. Like, I do love to see a hundred win teams. I also love to see a hundred loss teams. Right. Well, oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love the lovable loser? Come on. Sorry, Baltimore. Baltimore. Wait. He's... Do you guys think that Baltimore is going to have 120 losses this year? Yeah. Because that would be incredible.
0: They might lose. Like every game after you have they trade to Manny try. Machado,
1: you have to try to get 120. And when they lose Manny, like it's over.
0: If they trade Manny, they they have so many They're assets. They're gonna trade Manny.
1: Manny's gonna go. We'll talk about that later in the week. Just because, like, if we get into that now, I, I'm genuinely nervous about like the, the trade deadline. Because if Manny Machado goes to the Phillies, the Nationals' season is over.
2: You know, I forgot how much I didn't like the Phillies until I went on like Twitter and saw Phillies fans—the worst. The worst people, so Philly trash, terrible. Philly come
1: on, trash, bro. Come on, you can't eat the Phillies. They literally eat their own shit in the streets. This is a fact. Philadelphia ate... They People went in the streets and picked up shit off the ground and ate it. I don't think that's true. No, it's it true. It is true. There's, uh, there's a video. There's a video? After- I would show you the video, but I'm lazy. Well, in It's the- true, right? right after the Super Bowl, and some guy was like, Eat that shit! And, and someone else was like... Fuck yeah! I'll eat that shit. <laughs>
0: we've seen we've seen people eat shit before. Pf- I don't see
1: people eat shit in DC, not in Cleveland, New York. I maybe. mean, they celebrated. PFT ate it they when celebrated the by ca- eating. Uh, shit. Caps won the world. Uh, yeah, uh, PFT Stanley made a Cup. bet, though. These guys were just drunk in the street, saying, "Let's go, f- uh, fucking Eagles! Let's eat some." Like shit. they
2: celebrated by eating shit. Like their Fuck their it. reward was eating shit.
0: If I win the if the Indians win the World Series, you heard it here. I'll eat shit. Oh my, oh my God. Jesus. I'll do You're it. You're a dumbass. I'll do it. You're a dumbass. If the Indians win the World Series, I will eat poop. Okay, then it's going to be okay. my poop. That's no, fine. no, it's my no, own. No, no. I'm only eating my own fecal matter. <laughs>
1: That's fair. Okay.
0: All right, next one. Let's move on.
1: All right, we got to pull up the voicemail here Jeopardy song. This is Flat Earth from the BBFL. My question is, should the MLB ban the defensive shift? You know, teams are using the infield shift on almost every hitter. and I mean, I think it's kind of cheap, but at the same time, it's kind of smart. Maybe hitters should start bunting. I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: All right. Whoever sent that in, I'm not going to name names. You are definitely high as shit. Yeah, definitely but so. <laughs> Anyway, so, Joe, we'll, we'll start with you. What do you think of the shift? So, obviously, we, we, know, yeah, you, we no, know your thoughts on I had on a one-minute opinion
2: on this, and I said I hated it. And I do hate it. And again, I think it's genius. The game is evolving, and we're... But the problem is that the hitters aren't fucking evolving with it. Go the other way. I actually... Um, yahoo uh podcast yeah there was a couple people that got interviewed i know one of them was matt carpenter and what he said was that he'd rather try to hit the ball out of the park because you only get so many opportunities to do that than go the other way or bunt for a hit and try to bunt for a hit so where but if you're doing that then you're either striking out hitting the ball right into the shift and it's not benefiting your team where is the small ball where is the dead ball era where are we?
0: Where's Bob DeMaio? That's yeah, really... Yeah, we need that guy back. That's the question. All right.
1: I, so in, in defensive shifts, we, uh, you can't ban the shift. I think you should be able to stand wherever you want. If analytics tell you that Matt Adams is going to pull the ball 94% of the time, yeah, I would put 19 fielders on the, right, on the right side of the field. But Matt Adams needs to learn to hit the ball the other way. Once again, this goes to back to the pitchers hitting or having a DH in the National League. Guess what? It's a part of the game. Just, like, learn how to hit the ball the other way.
0: The only thing I could see that, like, is kind of fair would be you have to have two guys on the left side and two guys on the right side. Whether that means guys standing right over second base just a little bit to the left at shortstop or a second baseman standing just a little bit to the right of the base. I think you have to because you can't have a guy just every single time pound one in the ground and see that like I, no one know, uh, it's kind of boring like, i
2: kind of like that like since the beginning of baseball like as long as you had nine guys within the foul pole area then that that's how you play you can play however you want like we created the positions like shortstop second base third base but you could really put anybody wherever they want as long as they're nine guys that's how the game started and then we figured out where they'd be best suited but that was what 160 70 years ago
0: yeah, we figured that out, guys. That was awesome. Yeah, we, no, did yeah, we all did that, awesome. that. As Mark, good job. Yeah. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, it was my idea. I was a shortstop guy. That was I, awesome.
2: I did most of it, but it's all right. But like now the game's evolving again, and now we can put people in different places. N- yeah, I don't like it. Nobody likes it. I feel like watching baseball, every single time I watch a game, the shift never benefits me, but it benefits whoever. Like If I'm playing or if I'm watching my favorite team, the shift always fucks me every single time, and it's incredibly annoying but it's part of the game.
0: I I know what you're saying, and I and I get it, that the shift it has to be, you know, it, it's something that is there, and people have smartened up and been like, well, if this guy's going to pull the ball, let's put an extra guy there. I get it, but the fact that we're seeing it every single play, like maybe you limit the amount of shifts you can do. Like you're like, all right, you get five shifts a game. Like something to not make it so... Every single time there's a ground ball to right field, it's a fucking and out. it's
2: super fucking annoying that you have like on two strikes you have like a shortstop and second baseman switch places in the middle of the play. That that I hate that
1: so much. It takes
0: takes time. I'll tell I you, think
1: wh- I'm I'm a fighter for freedom, guys. I will fight for freedom till the day I die. We should never have a limit on anything. No limits on shifts. If you want to put all your players on the right side of the field, by goddamn it, you should be able to do it. Managers who sit at night overnight watching film looking at stats AJ Hinch Davey Martinez okay these guys will break their back to find the best defensive positioning for a good hitter and what do i think i think they should be able to put their best players in the best spot to be able to catch the ball and if you guys hate freedom you guys hate the shift That's i'm for I'm the shift i've said i don't, don't hate freedom joe I hates freedom
0: do hate the shift i do i don't hate freedom i'm a big freedom guy you know Go but, freedom, but that's just come on. The shift is like come on, like no, just,
1: it's no, it's not a come on thing. It's a, I like it. It's it's a way to win the game.
0: I, I guess. Oh, well, and we saw Joe Madden put fucking five infielders in one time.
1: And just like remember when Joe Madden walked Harper like eight times in one game. Like that's part of the game. If you don't want to see it, go watch football. Like, get over it. People probably will go watch it. You know what, though? I,
2: I needed them to put back in the throw four pitches to get an intentional walk. No. No. Yes.
1: Because it, it made the game significantly no, better. No, it was against it, but it made the game that much better. Dude, it really did. It made who so wants
0: to see a guy win on a fucking walk-off wild pitch? No, from, no I do. On, on, I, 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 I would rather I see don't.
2: that than a walk-off grand slam. All right, Joe. All
0: right, Joe. That's a,
1: that's a, that's a, enough out of you.
0: You there. know the Mets are the team that throws the wild pitch, right? Yeah, you know. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's them. So just shut
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last voicemail. My question for uh, you guys is: um, This year we're seeing uh, a lot of new managers come to the league, and uh, I just want to ask you guys: um, Who's your favorite manager? You know, no team bias here, but uh, who's your favorite manager, who's done the best, who's done the worst, and uh, who do you think's going to be in it for the long haul with their team and turn out to be one of the better managers?
0: So, if you couldn't hear, the question was who out of the new crop of managers looks like they are the best. I think there's an obvious answer, and then I think there's a few that kind of fly under the radar. Um We'll start with Joe. Who who do you yeah, got? Yes, so the
2: obvious answer is Gabe Kepler, right? Like yeah. He, yeah. he's the guy. He's in his in your first year and remember at the beginning of the year when he uh he was doing some things that made us all like laugh. Uh
1: what was the thing that he did in like the third he, game? A position player pitched in the third game after he, like he went through his entire bullpen. And then he brought in he he brought in a pitcher that hadn't warmed up.
0: That was what it was. Also, he got booed. Uh, uh, his first home game. Yeah. So, that's so bad.
1: That's Philly. I fucking hate yeah. Philly. That's Philly, Philly for still, you. But still, that's a like a, a 360 or 180 turnaround. Just completely turned around his season. Beginning of the year, I was like, oh, Philly suck. This is great. Now he's just like, he's a re- he's the real deal coach.
0: So there's one that I actually have been thinking of. And Alex Cora obviously deserves a mention here because he's, he's probably, guy, yeah. he might be. He's the best first year. Yeah, he took over a better team, though. We have to say Yeah, that. yeah. Kapler, he, may taken,
1: he may have taken over a better team, but he just because like Aaron Boone also took over a great team, and the Red Sox are just like taking off ten games at a clip, and they're so exciting. And I think that Alex Cora just is that overall vibe of a long term manager. Where Aaron Boone sometimes he like looks like he's not even watching the game. I don't know why. Um,
0: well, the guy I was gonna say, obviously aside from Cora, Boone, those in Kapler, those guys all just are have been very good their first year. Um, he's a guy we've seen. But he, uh Ron Gardenhire uh, he's coaching the Tigers. He has made them semi-competitive and I think he actually made Jordan Zimmerman like good again. Cuz Jordan Zimmerman's having like a bounce back year and no one really cares cuz the Tigers is having a great
2: year. So yeah. No, the Tigers are a competitive team and he deserves credit especially because for so long like they had a different coach. So they're really transitioning now to a new team and that takes a lot. And and
0: he's an older manager so it, it's kind of young teams usually go better with older managers cuz they know the game like you look you saw the Orioles when they had Buck Showalter that changed their franchise for a few years obviously now they're fucking terrible but that is just poor management it's not really nothing buck could do about that but Gardner we saw him with the Twins he was great you know we, we know he's a good manager and he's showing it again that he he can stand the test of time and can adapt to the modern MLB
1: yeah, who, all right, so who do you think is the worst ma- out of the new managers?
2: So there's there's two
1: that are easy to shout out, and I don't know if they're the worst. It's, it's, but it's, it's Dave. Okay, it's so Mark. Dave
2: Martinez and Mickey Calloway, right?
1: Yeah. Those yeah. are the two that are under. Now, strictly off record, strictly off record. I mean, Mickey Calloway got a bad team.
0: Yeah, well, no, and he also is, it's the Mets. Like, yeah, You, like you can't blame was him. He dealt
1: a bad hand, but also didn't do anything with it, which makes him bad. Davey Martinez dealt a good hand. I don't know. I don't know if he's fucking it up or not. Because when I watch him, players give him hugs, and he like he'll fight for the team, will go out there argue with the umpire. Like when I see him, I like him more than past Nationals managers. But at the same time, we are below five hundred. So <laughs> I
0: mean, the results speak for themselves. He's clearly. I don't think he's a great manager by any means. The
2: difference between. Um dave martinez and mickey calloway is mickey calloway is obviously going to get a couple more years i don't know if dave martinez is going to get yeah. any more years because the nationals are supposed to be winning now and they still could win next year if they sign well, harper well, and if bryce if business. bryce
1: leaves dave martinez gets more than two years right if he doesn't he doesn't yeah he doesn't. If, 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 if harper bryce stays, stays they're gonna have dave to. martinez if dave, Mar- dave martinez doesn't get past the first round second year
0: he's out bring back dusty
1: dude i Looking this is my my take though. Like as bad as Davy Martinez has done record wise this year, like thinking about Dusty in the past, Dave Martinez is just more engaged and in, in my, as a fan I like him more right. despite the fact that Dusty had never well, been
2: the Wasn't past. it Dusty who was the coach when Papelbon and Harper were just like each other and he was like Oh, shit. cool, bro. I, 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 I yeah, think like, that fuck. Dusty
1: is on drugs. I don't... Dusty Baker was just like a... Would wear wristbands in the game and had, chewed on his dumb... T- I think he had a golden toothpick. And not many people knew this about Dusty, but I think he had a gold toothpick, and that's pimp as fuck. And,
0: and now that we're talking about managers, there was actually some really big news yesterday that Mike Matheny, coach of the... Uh, or manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, was fired along with two other coaches. So... This is something that you usually don't see out of the Cardinals because they usually are like the status quo. They yes. are stability, like to the max. Where do they go?
1: Well, their season this year isn't even a lost, lost cause. Not yeah. at all. And you want to know what? I think something like really bad. Me too. I think there's a scandal that we don't know about. How Probably about this? Wait. How like that.
0: about this? There's one manager out there that is huge <laughs> name, Joe Girardi. I would love to see him on the Cardinals.
1: That is a fucking take. If I didn't you even think get about Joe that.
0: Girardi with Yadier Molina, you have two of the best baseball minds and defensive catcher minds. That pitching staff will be taken to the moon. They are going to have so much going for them, and they're still young. They're n- it's not like they're everyone's past their prime. The Cardinals, if and I think Joe Girardi would love to go to St. Louis. I say don't even wait. Awesome. Why
2: wait till the why wait till the end of this year? Like they I have a chance it.
0: this year. I, I actually have chills like thinking about that. I would love to see Girardi there. That would be let's get that fucking going. Don't hashtag Girardi to St. Louis.
1: But let's let's just say here that that would change the outlook of the entire National League playoff picture, I think. Oh yeah. I don't want to put too much like love in Girardi's hands, but like Girardi was a as much as I hate the Yankees, like, Girardi was a great manager because he was the guy to, like, just back up his team no matter what, like, and when you look back at 10 years with the Yankees, he may have only won one World Series, but, like, he was a great manager. Think about how much
2: grace he handled his ace pitcher going to rehab the day before the wild card game. He He was just like, yeah, man, gotta move on, like, CC was in fucking rehab and he was supposed to be pitching
1: the next day. Didn't he get thrown out of the playoff game last playoff? I think he might have, like,
2: I wouldn't doubt it.
0: Uh, I yeah, he, I, I think he did. He Well, the one thing he did do, I, I don't know if he have mentioned this before, but he went out to the mound and Dave Robertson was on the mound and he was like, you're fucking yeah. getting this out. It was in the wild card game. The Yankees were struggling. He walked out there, absolutely pumped him up. I was fucking pumped up and I hated it. I hated every minute of it because I was watching. I was like, "Fuck this guy's." Awful. I
2: still we've talked about this before. But I still cannot believe how you go to a game seven of the ALCS and fire your manager after not going to the playoffs the last worst.
0: Year. Wor- and Joe Girardi didn't even have good Yankee teams. Like for what the Yankees were, he got
1: all the washed up guys
0: and managed to make the playoffs. Like I think he missed it three times.
1: There was if managing this Yankees team. They're they're ahead of the Red Sox.
0: I time. I agree. I I just it must have been management. There was something where someone in the box office and is, is, is didn't enjoy it. But didn't.
1: Matheny though, like there's how do you fire the guy? Mid, mid, how long has he been there? Like seven years? Yeah, yeah something like that. He, yeah, he won
2: in uh or eleven. He won in eleven. So he didn't win. No, that was Larusa.
0: Right? Larusa was there. See, he okay. went okay.
1: in thirteen. Okay, he okay. went and lost to the Red Sox. But I don't think Mike Matheny was that good of a manager. He, I, I see. I disagree. I thought he was a good manager. I don't. I've never really watched the Cardinals.
0: Game. If, I was gonna say, if you watch the Cardinals play, he wasn't like it wasn't Tony La Russa. There was. I don't think. I mean, Jake is a Cardinals fan. Jake, can we get a take on uh, Mike Matheny.
3: Yeah. Uh. You know, being a Cardinals fan for the past 19 years of my life, uh, I've experienced a lot of winning. I would say more than the Nationals, thankfully. And uh, you know. Watching Tony La Russa as a young child and seeing just the excellence that he brings with the no, no- I say a no nonsense manager, uh, and then getting Mike Matheny in there and he was kind of more of a players coach is not the style that the Cardinals go for. They're they're more like you know you get a base hit and then you get a base hit. We don't. You know, just go for... Base it, bunt, yeah, base it. Yeah, just regular, just like, get guys on base, get them home. So I don't think Mike Matheny was that kind of guy. He wasn't, he was more, like, a friendly guy. So, like, when Matt Carpenter was like, I can only hit leadoff, he just put him at leadoff, and we need you to hit three. He couldn't do it. So I think to have someone like Joe Girardi that knows the game and is uh, similar to Yadier Molina, who has been a staple in the Cardinals organization, would just be an absolute blessing as a Cardinals fan. It's interesting
0: because the Cardinals have... A good team, like we said, and Joe Girardi is the missing link. If he takes over that team, they could go over the top.
2: long was Missini there? You said seven years?
1: Something like Think that. Think about how that.
2: many managers just, like, never, like, you don't hear about. Mike Socha has been the manager of the In- Yeah, Is
1: he still the manager of the and <laughs> they've never been good. He won a World Series. Won a World, series. Won a World series. Like he won a World like Oh yeah,
0: three. <laughs> I know. No, it was actually. I'm pretty sure it was oh three. Yeah. Or I, 2002. It was 2002.
1: I thought no, Diamondbacks were, was oh two. No,
0: oh one.
2: Marlins were oh three.
1: Yeah. My life is in shambles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everything is. Everything is flipped upside down. All right. All right. We're gonna shift gears, though. We, we ran a little long. We're, we're doing what I do. So here we go. Ready, guys. Two minute opinion from Scaff. I have been waiting for this for a week.
1: All right. We're recording this on a Sunday. On Friday night, I went to a Nationals versus Mets game. Now, I live in Connecticut, so I don't get to see the Nationals all the time play. But when they do, I go to the Yankee Stadium and I go to Citi Field to watch them. The Nationals lost to the Mets 4-2. to two. And this makes me 2-9 going to see the Nationals play in person. 2-9. I've seen the Nationals win twice in my life in person. And I so I went I went to this game in first inning. The Mets scored three runs. I was tying a noose. I swear to God, it was. I can't even. I can't even do anything about it. And now the Nationals, going into the All Star break, are below 500. We have literally no chance. And Machado's rumored to going to the National League East leader. I th- I'm going to give you two things here. One, things are very bad. Things have never been worse. This is we are our backs are against the wall. If we don't win a World Series, Bryce Harper leaves. If we don't even make the playoffs, Juan Soto <laughs> might leave. Okay. okay, number two, it's not over. Okay, we are six and a half games back in the East, and when I tell you. It's not over. Look, remember this show at the end of the year when the Nationals make the playoffs.
0: I believe you said, "Remember, remember me saying this." The Nationals aren't out. Couple and they've times. Only
2: got couple worse. times you said that.
1: They have not gotten worse. And
2: For the record, I didn't go with you this Friday, but usually I'm the inverse. So if yeah, the na- yeah. if the Nationals are two and nine, then I'm probably like nine and two when I go. Yeah,
1: yeah so. I've seen the Nationals win twice in the two times I was with Joe, and that makes me feel good, though.
0: Yeah, that's good. That, all, right, all right, my one minute opinion. I'm gonna do it on so. I, I, I play uh, you know, like Twilight League baseball pretty much and Chris Stevens is, you know, someone I play with. Chris is a pretty smart baseball player. Um so there was a pop fly, hit the right field. It got to, it it bounced, Chris stole second. Um he decided that it was smart to round second base. Remember the ball was not caught. Round second base, turn around, run all the way back to first. He meets Jake Benzavango at first base and is like, dude, he caught the ball. And Jake's like, no, he fucking didn't. And Chris got tagged out. So, baseball knowledge from Chris is not on the rise. It is actually on the decline. So, yeah. Dave, Chris, whatever your name, Steve, Chip, everything that you've been called. I'm pissed still. The good thing is, though, he did come in. He saved the game. He he pitched very well. So, Chris, you redeemed yourself. But you're an asshole because you don't know how to fucking run the bases. So... And that's what we got. You know, that's all we got this week. Um, you know, you, you again, you guys know everything. You know how to hit us up. Get us going. Send more questions. We're going to do voicemails. We're enjoying it. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Love you, boys.
1: To send a voicemail, by the way, so you have to record a voicemail on your phone and email it to us at Caught Pod. That's at Caught Pod at gmail.com.
2: There you go. Don't get caught looking.
1: Chat, chat, my
2: gotta be real with yeah kiki do you love me are you riding say you never ever leave cause i want you and i need you and i'm down for you always